Hey guys, welcome back to the Five Rounds Podcast Show, where you've got your five rounds, five topics, and five opinions. Um, you've made it to round two. Um, our next topic for round two is sexual abuse in the workplace. Now, um, as this show is male dominated, we wanted to get a female opinion as well, so she can back the she can back the female. So, what I want the females watching the show right now is to hit like, so you can back the female coming in. If you don't, if you don't hit the like button, she ain't coming out. <laughs> basically, uh, so we've got Fred. How are you doing, Fred? Well, one good, going on? good, good man. We've got Patrick. Yeah, man. We've got Ovi. Too nice. Twice as nice with some ice on top. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> dark and lovely. <laughs> We've got Mpazzo. Come on. All right. So the topic today is sexual abuse in the workplace. Um, we chose to focus on sexual abuse in the workplace because I think this is one of the places that uh, it's not really spoken about. It's very... Um, they keep it on a hush hush. We we hear about sexual harassment elsewhere. We, you can you hear about child molestation, you hear about rape, you hear about all these things. But sexual abuse in the work in the workplace is sort of frowned upon. You know, um, you know, females. You know, countless stories I've heard of females who have been in a position where their employer has, for example, taken their pants off in front of them and gone, "Listen, this is what's going down, or you lose your job." You know. And yeah. if the female oh, speaks out, well. for example, she gets in a certain position, you know, she's in a very weird position where her workmates might think, no, she's actually sleeping her way to get to the top. Yet it's the manager who has imposed that, right? And the manager, because the manager's in a powerful position, he can sort of bat away all these uh, accusations because they fall yeah. at his desk anyway. So this is why I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to enlighten this. So, um... Um, before we get into it, I wanted to introduce our new guest. Our new guest is Sam. Um, she's a regular working Joe like all of us, but obviously repping for the female side. So we'd like to welcome Sam into the show. Two minutes. All right. Welcome, Sam. Oh, my gosh. All right. While Sam is trying to come <laughs> on, the show must go on. Right. Um, I'm going to ask for um, Gani Zani's opinion, right? Um, yeah, yeah. What, or Patrick's opinion, sorry. What... What are your thoughts on sexual abuse in the workplace? Do you feel that they, uh, the right laws are in place? What I want to do is sort of focus on, I don't want to focus on the Western world, because I think in the Western world, there's Me Too movements, there's all these things. But then when you go on a microscopic view, for example, in Africa, um, yeah. what things are in place to support these women? Do you think it's adequate enough to support these women? And what's your take on sexual abuse in the workplace? Wait, are you just concentrating on uh, women, or are you just concentrating on, on all the sexes? In, uh, all work? the sexes, whatever you feel, okay, whatever man. you feel applies to you. Cool, yeah. man, because this is 2021, everybody uh, gets the uh, views, the work, you know? Well, Welcome look, back, yeah. Sam. Welcome Hello. back. Hello. I see she's back now. Yeah. We're good yeah. there yeah. Good. All right. Uh, Can you look, man, um, it's, it's, a very, it's a very difficult topic, and it's a topic that I think a lot of people should... Uh, obviously talk about us, so we're talking about it right now. Um, if you talk about workplaces, you've um, seen, like uh, like for me, if you talk about, especially Africa, like Malawi, where I'm from, I'm gonna give an example of Malawi because that's where I have seen a lot of this happen. And a lot of people will say, oh no, uh, it was never the boss's fault, it was her fault. 
uh, why was she wearing a miniskirt as a secretary? Why was she wearing something revealing Thank you, Fred. I was, I was about to use the wrong word here, you know. Uh, but you, you know what I mean? Like, in, uh, in, in places like Malawi and Africa, they mostly blame whoever is the victim. And yeah. we don't have a lot of rules that are put in place. While mm. if you come to other places, like here in, in Ireland, we have a lot of um, rules that are out there. We've got a handbook that we hand over to everybody for you to read yeah. and you educate yourself and you have to sign off on that. So you will yeah. read that, say that, look, uh, this is how we behave at work. Uh, these are things that you must do. These are things you mustn't do. And uh, like uh, when I was working, in, they used to, not, they used to uh, just, uh, not encourage people to get into relationships so that sometimes when these relationships break up, somebody can accuse you of uh, sexual abuse. But I have seen it a lot, as I said, in Malawi, and majority of the time, the victim always gets blamed. The victim is the one who gets uh, fired, and uh, whoever was the one uh, doing the sexual abuse and ends up, believe it or not, maybe even getting a promotion and keeping their job, and then employing another girl and intimidating that girl, saying, look, the, your last, the last girl was here, and... Uh, I asked her for a few things and she didn't play ball. If you don't play ball, you will follow her. So I think those are the things that maybe we have to educate uh, countries like in Africa, but especially in my country, Malawi, which I think weeks ago I was hearing that this sexual abuse thing is becoming, is getting out of hand. So that's all I can say. I have not much about it because myself, I've never been a, a victim of uh, uh, sexual abuse, but I have seen it. As I said, I've seen it in Malawi and it's nothing to be happy about. That's all I can so say. Okay, yeah, so, so, now, so. now that Sam is back with us, um, I wanted to ask you this question, right? Um, what we wanted to do is focus on Africa because obviously in the Western world, you've got Me Too movements, you've got Twitter, you've got social media, um, you've got these platforms and support systems in the West that support women that are victimized in these sort of situations. In Africa, do you think there are things in place that are enough to support women to advocate for themselves or to come out and say, look, I've been abused, um, I need help, this person wronged me. Do you feel the system is there and is sufficient to help women in need? In Africa, um, short answer is no. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give the, the perspective. So um, for those of you who don't know, I'm from the Ivory Coast originally. Mm. So I guess I have that more French speaking Africa perspective. And um, I'm lucky enough that the Ivory Coast is one of these countries that is trying at least a little bit to do something about it. But at the yeah. moment, for example, um, I know that we had a version of the Me Too movement uh, last year and it went really, really, it, it went viral, but the outcome of it was nothing. And we have at the moment p stories of people. Social media has been a, a really good help for uh women to make their voices heard and stuff but there is no um uh, police support or like no no support from the government really to take yeah. anything further than just someone complaining and i think yes there's an issue of education but again and i'm again speaking from the perspective of an ivorian it's very political it's very much uh, these are the kind of people who are in power um if they for example put the the feminine cause the feminist cause forward or, or the issues that touch women forward yeah. 
is going to become them losing some followers or some uh, people who are voting for them, even though the voting is another whole different story. <laughs> um, uh, and there's also the fact that being uh, advocating for female issues is still seen as a symbol of weakness for some reason. It doesn't make sense to me. But uh, some women will defend themselves when you call them feminist or when uh, they are trying to advocate for female co causes. And so I think there's, there's already this, this issue of getting people to understand why it's important. And in the case of sexual abuse, some people will put that down to ambition. And I'm lucky enough to never have experienced um, sexual abuse. I've never worked in Africa, to be fair. But... Mm -hmm. um, I've never experienced sexual abuse and I, I don't think um, my ambition for, for the capitalist world would push me to, you know, feel under pressure to accept, yeah. but if I'm, well, to accept any kind of sexual favor to have a promotion or something, but it's a big thing and people don't hide it anymore. It's become part of the culture. And um, so I'm not too sure what it is that we can do to fix it yeah um there's a, there are people who are starting to speak up and uh ngos coming off the ground and trying to pick up the issues and do something about it but so far there's no actual support that would mean there would be actual change unfortunately and that's what i've been seeing across other pay, uh, countries in in africa but I, again west african uh, kind of perspective okay yeah Damn. That's a good point. That's a good point. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, so, do you guys, don't you guys think, right, okay, we do have this issue, right? 100%, mm -hmm. granted. But do mm -hmm. you, don't you think that there are also females out there that are taking advantage of this system and um, looking at it and thinking, hey, I can make something out of this. You know, I can make a fake claim just to get myself where I need to be. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I can... For example, I can, for example, to get back at someone, I can say, hey, you did ABC to me so that I can get yeah. you out of that job because I don't like you as a person, you know? True. So True. is it both ways? Is it that maybe um, women are not being harassed, they're actually doing the harassing, <laughs> you know? Um, let's hear what you think, um, Paso. Um, well, realistically, um, when when you talk about uh, sexual assault and uh, sexual harassment, in a way, like uh, it's really a different, like it's a difficult topic just to put it up front because you're not the victim, and the victim's reaction towards you is you have so many questions to just stand there and uh, try to understand because when you kind of try to understand the situation is whereby if if uh, a person is victim of like sexual assault or sexual harassment it's where they try to figure out like who do i tell and this also comes down to their background of whereby did they were they really raised up with confidence whereby if there's a, they're really you know in a problem they can you know go forward to someone and tell the person you know I'm a victim of this, this, you know, kind of situation. In Africa, when you're looking at it, um, there's been so many cases, and uh, the cases could be rape, and rape cases are rarely reported to the police because the police don't take it forward. The investigations are just really just, you know, a, like, it's just a scratch on the surface. And um, with uh, less contact tracing and all that stuff, like, back home, there is just, like, nothing to look into because one person could, you know, be a victim, 
and uh, they could go through to the police closest to them and they won't get anything out of it because the police are like don't you you know give us any problems because we've never solved any problem like that before and uh, even if there's like advocate for you know certain situations there is nothing that could actually solve that problem so when you talk about uh you know uh women taking uh, like if it would be a woman taking advantage of this situation or a man taking advantage of this situation and saying oh i'm gonna use this to leverage me to get to that position let's say you are looking forward to being a manager and your manager is a could be female b could be male and a you're you're the, you're the male trying to get that position or you're the female trying to get that position it's it's a very tough you know um situation to do because then one do you how do you tell that this is a sexual harassment situation where people don't really uh record their first encounter like if they're really uh in that situation they don't record their first you know situation because then they they go brushing it off they go like oh this is not really it because some people just don't come to be raised and be educated to say this is what sexual harassment is because most people think sexual harassment is sexual like it's sex in a sense because sexual harassment is simply just that really intimidating level of you could be male intimidating female or you could be the female intimidating male and you could use your powers to actually access to whatever the person's weaknesses are and you could actually want to get those areas so in this sense like i feel like i can't really put the right answer to say how people do it it is it is a manipulative kind of situation so most people could use it to get whatever they want and most people can't use it and when someone else uses that sexual harassment kind of approach and say they report you know the person that you know acted in that situation um it takes it takes a really huge factor of the the due restriction in that area to say how do they handle these cases in a way and when they handle those cases how far does it go you report you report to your hr you report to your manager what if the hr is protecting the company what if the manager is protecting the company uh what if the police are protecting certain you know uh uh you know uh people in power so that situation is a very very tough debate to you know cook up and uh you know try to explain them in a way yeah so yeah that's my part at the at the very most all right um so mm, fred right let me ask you a question <laughs> um what makes us so different from the western world who the women there have decided you know what enough is enough me to movement let's get it going companies are gonna if it doesn't matter if one person in that company committed the problem if they they, they go as far as if you guys do not uproot that person the company is cancelled yeah why isn't that happening in africa well <clears throat> we got solutions like that basically that's my question I would say for, um, to agree with Sam at the beginning on, you know, as in Africa itself, we don't have the resources, like for example, Twitter or, or Facebook to expose someone in the act. Because in Europe, you, you always have a camera at every corner, so it's easy to pile up that evidence to come in front of the court of law to actually say like, this is the evidence of he's, he's been 
doing this for a long time, you know, in Africa. And we also have this issue with culture as well. Like, you know, women are supposed to be afraid of men in some sense like that. So we have grown up with that sense like, oh, men are always sometimes right and stuff. So women are supposed to be below men and some stuff, even if in a workplace for a woman to become a manager is because maybe the fuck she, 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 she's the daughter of the owner of the company or something like that. So it's very hard for a woman to be on the top. And if for, for her to go to the top, she has to obviously be explored. A lot of men will be like, oh, if you want this, do this for me. So it's, it's a matter of trying to get those connections. And a lot of women don't have that connection unless it's a family type of business. Mm. So in Europe here, thankfully, they're more developed. Like we said, Twitter and all these social media outlets are actually helping, helping us out. Whether in Africa we don't have, we don't uh, make use of these outlets to our advantage. Because it's, it's basically the victims, it's you against the, vic uh, the victim against the whoever is being accused, you know what I mean? So if, yeah. if the guy getting accused says, no, you don't have any evidence, well, when did I do this? So it's your word against theirs. So if you go in the court of law, and it also, as we know about Africa, it's a corrupt country, you know what I mean? Mm. Every, every way it's corrupt. You have a few money, you bribe the cops easily, they'll probably just brush it aside. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's why a lot of women don't actually come out and say like, okay, because they know this is just going to hit a dead end. So yeah. it's, it's, it's something that we, we already know the outcome. And, yeah. and unfortunately enough, there's a lot of women out there who are coming from Europe with this knowledge, like I know I have to do this. So they, they have access to put this out there and everything. So they're fighting for it, which I give them a round of applause for that as well. Just to hold you so, there, Fred. I think Sam had something to say. I could see her. So. Yeah. Go on then. Yeah. She's been aching. She's like, ah. yeah. Go on then. I didn't know. <laughs> Jump I in. I just wanted to add on, though. I just, um, I, I completely agree with you about the corruption and um, the lack of resources. But I think something that we have in Africa and that I think Europe has less of is a shame culture. Um, whoever the victim will be will be shamed their family will be shamed uh if it's a if it's a big person and you, you try to apply cancel culture in africa it won't work if the person has money if the person has no money yet their life is over and maybe that's also an issue because some yeah. people are like yeah you've been abused but you're still there let's not just uh, you know drag this person's name yeah. their family name and you know, make it a whole thing about bringing shame to people, to the yeah. victim, to anyone else. And a lot of the time, especially with things around uh, sex and intimacy and all those things, I think we, a lot of us are taught to be ashamed of it, even when it happens in a normal, healthy kind of environment. Yeah. Now, if you add to it the trauma aspect of the thing, the fact that it's already difficult for even women in Europe to talk about it uh, yeah. out there without thinking about what people are going to say, uh, the fact that you go somewhere and you tell that you've been sexually abused by your boss, for example, some yeah. people are going to focus on the fact that you had a sexual relation with so someone People look at you differently as well. The trauma side of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big issue that people don't have to deal with in the Western world. 
And that's so, true. And we, we also have this thing of a lot of, you know, most people that are in a good job, it took them a lot of work to go through all these channels to reach that level, which they don't want to lose that position over something that's horrific as this because they're scared. Like, what if I come up with this and I lose my job and I won't be able to get back to that same position as in all the hard work would just go into the, down the drain, you know what I mean? So it's also fear as well. I'll just put it put it in there as well. The fear of losing, especially what if I lose this and then I'm the one looking after my family, taking all the bills and stuff. So if I lose this job, that means I won't be able to provide for my family. So there's a lot of there's a lot of issue that comes into it. But I would say sexual harassment. To be honest, I've never actually been there myself. I've never actually seen it happen. To be honest. I would see two people flirting, but I, I wouldn't differentiate whether it's a harassment or not. But, you know, sometimes people would just be, you know, they'll be flirting. Well, the other person is just flirting just to be nice. Another one flirting who's serious, like, oh, I want you. And that one just like, oh, no, it's okay. We're just being friends, you know. There's a whole lot of body language into it as well. So it's basically you against the person that you actually bring in out there, like, okay, you said you harass, harassed me and everything. So... It comes up to the to the court to judge, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, can, I say, can I say something before, Ovida? Sorry, can I just say something? I've been thinking. And another thing, just on the fear, I've also noticed this, and I'm pretty sure you guys can agree with me. Um, mm. This is when the guy is getting sexually abused, and I think it, it, it went with the same thing with Terry Crews. Mm. Guys also, let's say if this happens to us in Africa, you know Africa. If that happened to me and I came to most of my boys, they'll be like, Dude, look at how big you are, and you were saying that woman was sexually abusing you. Nah, get out of here. You know what I mean? Those are the things that also, on a guy's perspective, I'm also scared. Like, all of us here, I don't know. I'm not trying to say we have been, but... Believe they say you're weak. Yeah, it actually says that uh, actually guys get more sexually abused, but they keep it in because not more than women, but they get it uh more even this might be the same level a bit but they do it but they keep it down because they're like oh you know what when i come out and i i tell people oh i was i was sexually abused uh by my boss they feel like are you serious or even if the boss is a woman or a man but that's how it is also it also goes the same way that it's, it's a bit of fear and everybody won't, doesn't want to be judged but especially for africans it's also pride because a lot of african men too much pride and they're like i cannot come out and say i'm getting sexual abuse <laughs> the same as women they are made they are always taught to be submissive since they're young they're told oh you have to clean you have to cook why the boys go outside and play football so it's put in you it's taught in you it's programmed in you so by the time you come to work you're like, oh, I can't, I, I can't lose my job. I can't say this against my boss. Oh, I'm so scared of him. So that's all I just wanted to say. Sweet. So, Obi, sorry, Obi, sure. Okay. So, <laughs> Obi's getting jumped on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go um, on. I just wanted to to add on to what Patrick just said because I think it's a. Uh, it's something very true about male um, sexual harassment and se sexual abuse. I think even female sometimes, I think also in Africa there's this sense of like someone showing interest in you is a privilege, especially with a man. If, he's ma if a man is harassed by his female boss, people are going to be like, oh, come on, you have a woman who like just wants you. How do you see that as sexual harassment? And I think that's something that also needs to change, the fact that attention should be seen as a privilege. Fred was talking about friendly flirting and all that. 
sometimes yeah. I don't want to flirt with people. And it should be okay that I don't want to flirt with you and I feel uncomfortable flirting with you. It shouldn't be seen as something like, oh, look, it's fine that it's flirting with you because someone's showing your attention. And I think that's something that we kind of tend to forget a little bit too often, uh, especially in, in African cultures. So, mm. yeah, sorry, I'll stop now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Sweet. Ovi, yeah. let's go. Yeah, no, uh, my, my only point of view about it, why it happens, I think the reason it happens more in Africa than it is here in Europe, it does happen here in Europe, but it's, it's handled off, it's, it's taken care of, and there's different that is made. Uh, I'd say 80% of the time when it happens, if you can walk into, into a place and you complain about it, you're going to get help straight away. But I think in Africa, it's the problem that from birth, as Patrick said, from birth, we we kind of grew up with a very lame uh, culture of teaching that it grows up and eventually graduates into that sexual abuse in work, in schools mm. whatsoever. Because, for example, I'll give you an example. Here in Europe, guys, if you are with your girlfriend, it's your own house, you fight and you argue. That's domestic abuse, basically. Let's say you put it domestic. Mm. When when help comes, let's say if the police or anybody comes, no matter what the situation is, they are going to boot you as a guy out of the house. Yeah, they'll tell you, you know what, you have to leave the house, you know, you can talk about this tomorrow. You like to take out the man and leave the woman, you know, despite whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, there is a protection. It's because that's how the system is made, and the system is made that way, and it's worked. And because of that, there's a bit of fear of a guy to say, no, I can't do that. But in, mm. in Africa, and this is not really a lie, I know because I've seen this lots of times, you tell me, out of, let's say, three, out of five women that have been abused domestically before, right, domestically, or even in any kind of way, I can guarantee you a woman that walks into a police station and report and say, oh, my husband has been abusing me at home. This is the first reaction that the police do. Well, we are not married in your couple. So they ring the, they ring the husband and they come here and take, uh, take a woman right. and sort it out, you know? That's the first thing that happens. Yeah. It's rare you're going to find a woman who's been abused from domestic and he goes and complains to the police and the police will come in and jump in and say, oh, you man, you're, you're abusing a woman. No, it's... Yeah, uh, you guys, can you talk about your thing here? It's your, it's your marriage. So because of that mindset, it still drives all the way to wherever you go. Wherever you go, every man will feel like it's right to do it and say, yeah, because I can do it anyway and I'll get away with it, you know? Uh, with that said, with that said there's, also, there's also some situations where if a woman starts the whole thing and because it go, it's gone wrong, then the trend to say I've been sexually abused. And it has happened. It has happened. You know, there's, there's, women, there's, there's women out there who go on the company and you'd be surprised that ah, mm. last week she was a secretary. How did she tell me to HR manager this month? But she <laughs> <laughs> so most of them are taking advantage like, of the whole thing. Excuse me, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not laughing about that. It's just the the, the climbing of the hierarchy. The ladder yeah, is just yeah. a, you know what I mean? it's a ridiculous uh, yeah. process. There are some women yeah. out there who are using it because they know that okay, right now, okay, this is the boss. Uh, okay, so what do I do if I need a promotion? I'm I'm gonna yeah. confuse this boss. There's yeah. no way no more woman going there and then you know you know yourself what you can do. Yeah, nothing. Even the yeah. boss when he sees, he can't he came, he's a human being. Let's open <laughs> human being. And this woman should know what she's doing. 
But no, this backfires in, in a certain kind of way. She can come back and say, that oh, this man is uh, sexually abusing me. But, um, Ovita, there, there, mm. there, there is another approach as well where, um, you know, where in, in this time and age, women are really excelling at a very high rate where women are getting smarter, they, they, you know, they're pushing up the ladder and everything. And now at this yeah. situation where women are focused on their career, they get to that high level and then boom, she's the CEO of a company and she's young, old, whatever age, and she is single, right? So there is that really vulnerability factor whereby she really wants to get with someone, but she's not sure, you know? So there is those type of men that would actually take advantage of that resource. Like, you know, there's that Chinese whisper in the office where they go about to say, oh, she's got money, she is single, and she is looking for someone. And every man will go chasing for her and she will be harassed in every single way that would be imaginable because everyone wants to secure the package. It is, it is, it is never discussed whereby people say a man wants to secure the package, but there is a true story whereby there is also the other factor whereby other men want to secure the package. And when they see a CEO lady, right there and she is single they want to go for her because she is vulnerable in some certain way so there is those factors as well so just say i think it's higher on women than it is higher on men in all fairness because in most regions in other countries it's really the other way around but as well as i said like there's some there's some women there that are that bad they're they know what they're doing they know this is the ceo of the company he's a married man he really doesn't want to do it but at some point a human being is a human being yeah there's so much there's so much he's gonna resist resist and then at some point you're gonna say ah no because you, you know what i mean in general it happens i mean you've seen people who in companies have done that mistake and then once they've done that mistake it comes yeah. out oh he abused me he used me for his position it's happened i'm not saying it happens all the time there are really people out there who are being abused and in some scenarios, it's also a woman driving on this man, driving on, driving on. And this, I've, I know people who've tried to resist, resist people and end up making a mistake because they just couldn't stop, hold it anymore, say, okay, look, I'm trying and I've been saying no, and maybe maybe this will just suit the person. And once that is done, then there's a big problem, oh, he, he abused me. But if you can go back and you can see that, oh, yeah, this woman was actually, was the one pushing this guy to some extent that, Mm-hmm. I think he just he just fell off the wagon and say, "Oh, let's let me just go on," you know. Yeah. And just yeah. just to add in there, um, all this thing as well, you know, when, when abuse, yes, me, I'm I'm for I'm for it as well, but I don't understand the people that have been yeah. abused for years and then come come out after like thirty years. Yes, mm. yes, it's it's a horrible experience and stuff, but I I feel like. If something is happening, you don't like it on the sport, come out of it now. Don't wait until 20 yes. years, 30 years, and then start bringing, oh, when I was a secretary, this guy used to do me do me like this. After knowing, after, no, some people are taking advantage for his, the Bill Cosby, whatever happened with the Bill, Bill Cosby. This well, man yeah. is old. He's old. He's basically old, and even if he goes to jail, it doesn't make sense because he's old, man. But, um, and then you, 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 you come out until 40 years later to say you abuse. See, it's, it's, that's, 
that's the thing where we were talking about, um, you know, the Me Too movement was, wasn't there than, than before. Women didn't really get much support from, like, you know, they weren't empowered in this, you know, these um, uh, generations growing up. And uh, it's only come now whereby the media is actually, you know, being the voice for the women. Because I see something today and I see, oh, she, you know, she's been abused and this, this and that. I share it and then someone else reads it. They they share the same, you know, uh, passion. They share the same emotions as me. And then we all move in one and then we do something different. And then we say, you know what, stop this. And then, you know, this, this has to discontinue and stuff like that. Uh, in a sense whereby these women are coming out now, uh, you know, it's very sad that, uh, you know, you can't really tell someone to say, you know, you would have had a track record of this. You would have gone to the hospital to actually, you know, get the test and then, you know, have this on record. You would have done this, go to the police and report this. So all that would have been something material to actually present to the courts to say she actually went for a test and it was proven that, you know, with the swabs and everything was there. Uh, she actually, you know, went to the police and this was there. She actually talked to the HR and they had this discussion. She actually went to, you know, uh, the manager as well. So all these things, like all that material wasn't really constructed for, you know, the people back then. Now it is. Now you can actually step in and, you know, record all this. So, you know, it's it's something new. Yeah, that's true. Very good point there. Um, yeah. What I wanted to do is just highlight a few things that... Um, I think need to be brought to people's attention when it comes to sexual harassment. Um, and sort of my take on it. I'm sort of gonna. It's gonna be a quick one. So basically, um, so um, in I'm gonna focus on the place that I grew up in, the place that hmm. I hear these stories, and that's Malawi. So I grew up in Malawi. I was born in Malawi. Obviously, I'm based in the UK now. Um, I want to focus in that place because I could, I sort of look at what's going on in the Western world, and I want to try and see how we can apply a solution in a place like that. Um, according to the Gender Equality Act, uh, Section mm -hmm. 6, Gender mm -hmm. Equality Act, April 2013, um, the sanctions for um, sexual harassment um, are one million Malai Kwacha, uh, which is the equivalent, a fine of one million Malai Kwacha, whoever commits this crime. That's a law. One million Malai Kwacha, which is equivalent to um, $1,270 or 920 pounds, right? And five years imprisonment. That is the punishment for somebody who ruins somebody's career. Um, pretty much ruins somebody's life as well. Pretty much, um, you know, defaces someone. Five years, one million. So you're telling me that people in these high places, is that going to stop somebody of power? I don't think so. Um, that is not a change. In 2020, there were 478 cases reported by the police to the UN that were related to sexual violence. So that's children, women, stuff like that. Mm. 478. We don't, you know, mm. it's not just 478 women in Malaya. There's more than that, you know. More than that. Yeah. Um, over 50% of women. So, for example, one in in the African statistics, one in three women get sexually harassed, right, as, at some point in their life. And over only 50% of them reported, right? Um, looking at this, I question what the, um, for example, what the Malayan government is doing about it to protect our sisters, mothers, wives, um, daughters, you know, from these dangers. Because for me, I feel like the law, when I quoted that Gender Equality Act, is quite damning to know that 
all you need to do if you harass somebody or rape somebody, whatever it is. I think rape is a little bit more, but if you harass yeah. somebody at work, um, you only have to pay a, a, a million quadra and spend five years in jail and you're back into the system. You're back into doing what you did, right? Yeah, is that enough for someone no, to change? I don't think so. Right. Can no. I say something there, Antali? Sure. Uh, sorry sure. there for cutting you up. Yeah. Oh, but look, look, uh, I get where you're coming from. And, you know, I can see your passion in this. And everybody right here on this chat, I'm pretty sure we're all passionate because these are mother sisters. Uh, but I think giving them that price, I know that we can't put a price on this. And five years, look, five years is a joke. It's a joke, five years. But I think this, we can, let's take this as the first step. Let's say that. Years ago, we could have never said this on, we would have never come on here and say, oh, yeah, now you have to pay one million and you have to take five years. So I think, look, I get where you're coming from. I think it's, they could have given them more time. They could have said, you know what? You don't even have to pay. You go straight and it's life. You know what I mean? It's life <laughs> uh, to just cut it off. But I think this is a step. We can say whatever movements are there in Africa, them saying, look, you can pay one million and go there for five years. Maybe for me, I'm just saying, let's take it as a step. Because years ago, they could have just laughed at that. Years ago, they could have found a way to pay the government and pay a few strings, and this won't happen. So I think I, I'm just taking that as a step. At least it's a positive step. I, uh, I, that's all I can say. That's all I just I totally, to say. I totally understand what you're saying. Sorry to cut you off there. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, my first counter would be that this act was in April 2013. Um, I don't have a figure of how many things have happened between that point and now. Are you telling me that within these seven years, nobody has thought, actually, this is not enough. We need to help these people. In November 2019, there was a march by journalists in Malawi who um, had enough of sexual abuse in, in Malawi because they reported their cases. But, you know, not enough was done to protect these females. Okay, they understand the law is there to uh, mm. prevent people from doing it or sort yeah. of prevent them from doing it. But mm. they're saying, look, what support systems have these people got once they've reported that? Nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to say there's nothing because, again, the, the minister, minister of gender um, mm. also said, look, there's different support systems. For example, the Malawi Women Lawyers Association, they mm. take on women sexual abuse cases for free. All right. So I'm not only here to talk about what's wrong, I'm also going to talk about what's happening. So there's Malawi women lawyers, all right? They take on women's cases and mm -hmm. they deal with them for free, pro bono, you know? So if you have sexual harassment at work in Malawi, if you've ever felt that way, Malawi women lawyers, they will show out your case and they will get to the bottom of it. How it works, no idea, but that is there. You know, that support system is there, but I feel there is more that needs to be done. The churches need to get involved. The NGOs need to get involved. Um, I think families need to talk about this a little bit more. It's not just the fact that somebody's penetrated you. You know, it's a bit more than that. How are you feeling about that situation? How are you going to move on from that situation? You know, mm. these are things that we need to start thinking about. That's what I think. So to close yeah. it off, if anyone else has something to add, please add it on. And we're going to talk about uh, why people cheat in relationships. Is this peer pressure? Oh, cheating is the new cool thing. Oh, I need to have a side piece. You know, some people do it for that reason. Get in the trend. I need to have a side piece so I can sort of 
get by in life yeah there are men that coming out from their you know situation and they're seeing other men because mm. they never exploited that in their in their time right so they get they get the new platforms coming up and they're like you know what i'm gonna try out grinder i'm gonna try out tinder and i'm gonna see if you know which party i'm actually interested in i i think i think there's this thing about um again as i said about communication and there's also mm. this thing about how people define their relationship and i think there's a big issue around um i think patrick mentioned it has uh someone uh who well he mentioned someone wanting to keep their girl and having their side person because the word mm. side is very meaty i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>